Hi guys and welcome to Health for Niger podcast. I'm really excited today. So let's introduce myself and the speaker. My name is Dr. Ongozi Onoha. I'm a physician and a social media health educator and welcome to Health Conversations. Today we have a special guest. She is a rheumatologist. Her name is Dr. Ariola Dada. Welcome, Ari. <laughs> Thank you, Ngozi. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. I'm excited. I, I know it's been, we've been trying to set this up for a while and I know our schedules have been kind of off sync and plus the time difference. I know it's 6 a.m. or well, 6.30 down your end. I'll do anything for you, Ngozi. <laughs> anything for you. Oh, <laughs> that is so sweet. I got that. <laughs> That we we go way back, isn't it? We go way back. What, 23 before years? We start, before we start dating ourselves. 23, <laughs> 24 years, girl. 24 years. That is incredible. So we met during, um, actually, internal medicine residency interviewing, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. But prior to that, we'd attended the same um, medical school, um, but we didn't really kind of know each other then, of course, this is a huge medical school. Yeah. And I think we were some years apart from each other too. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I think we connected at that um, interview and then yeah. we, we connected again later on. So it's really good to have you here. And Thank you're you. going to be talking about uh, low back pain. So, yes, all right. So I'll hand over the mic to you. So okay. let's begin. Okay, so um, I think I'm going to start off with, you know, Ngozi, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Actually, over the last few weeks, as I was kind of thinking about um, get, being one of your guests, I went back and I saw that you've actually done a lot of work, very impressive. I saw the interview from COPD to fertility, it takes two. <laughs> thank fun. you. And then, and then like, you had the update with Dr. Femi talking about COVID long haulers. Yes. So good work. I mean, I really think for your listeners, they definitely need to go back and check out some of those episodes. They were mesmerizing, really. So I'm very, very thoughtful and helpful. So thank you for your hard work, Gozi. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So my name is Dr. Arinola, Arinola Dada. I'm a double board certified in both rheumatology and as well as clinical densitometry. So rheumatology is where people look at autoimmune disease and arthritis and clinical densitometry is kind of when you're looking at osteoporosis fragile bones people breaking bones when they shouldn't break bones or when they're too young to break bones right or you know why are you breaking bones at all right so but i yeah but I, i've worked in bellevue um which is in the greater seattle area in the northwest for the past 18 years i'm the managing partner of my rheumatology practice i'm also the director of another clinic called east tms and wellness center which is also in the seattle area I attended medical school where Ngozi and I just kind of crossed paths briefly at University of Lagos College of Medicine. I'm the mother of two beautiful, amazing, talented girls. I'm a teacher, I'm a mentor, I'm a speaker. And um, in my past, I was clinical faculty at the University of Washington. So in my uh, rheumatology practice, I help people with joint pain and autoimmune disease improve their joint and immune function so that they can live active lives. And my rheumatology practice in the Bellevue area is now the center of excellence for rheumatology and autoimmune diseases in the greater Seattle area. 
Congratulations. That is wonderful. I'm so proud of you. You do amazing work. Thanks. <laughs> yes. Yes. In fact, now, you know, you're telling me that you have an interest in bone disease and uh, osteoporosis. I'm going to bring you back for another podcast I, and we have to talk about bone health and osteoporosis. This is very Oh, important. I love, I love talking mm. about osteoporosis because there's so much we can do, right? There's no reason why you should be breaking bones, right? We're living longer and longer and there's so much we can do. So I would love to come back and talk about that. Absolutely. Okay. So thank you for that intro. Um, and uh, let's dive in. Uh, the main the main reason for bringing you on is really to talk about back pain. I think, especially during the pandemic, we're seeing a lot of people complain about this low back pain. I think some of the factors include the lack of mobility and uh, just having to be indoors during the lockdown. Everybody's binge watching Netflix. So I, I just want you to talk uh, briefly about back pain and uh, in particular, what's causing uh, back pain and what can we do for it? Okay. You're totally right, Ngozi, right, that um, the, one of the things that causes back pain is just the lack of physical exercise, right? So um, if we think about, you know, um, when we walk, right, you know, we put a lot of pressure on our back. If you think about our back as, you know, a bunch of muscles, tendons and vertebrae. So our low back actually just has four vertebrae. They're big, massive vertebrae, but um, there's a vertebrae, then there's a disc, which is a cushion, and then there's another vertebrae. And it kind of lines up like that, one after the other, bone, disc, bone, disc. And when we walk, we tend to put a lot of pressure on it. But if we have good supporting muscles and tendons, it helps to take the pressure off. So sometimes that um, vertebrae can look like a big fat donut or a giant puff puff. <laughs> uh, but it can, it can over time become like a flat pancake or an akara, right? Okay. And um, <laughs> the flat, I love the it. Flat pancake. <laughs> I love it. I love food analogies. I really do. Uh, you can tell, you know, that's why we like each other now. We love food. Yes. Right? So the flat the flat pancake, unfortunately, you know, is a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Because it then means that you now have bone starting to put and put pressure on another bone. Mm-hmm. And any time bone puts pressure on bones, it causes these things called bone spurs. And people have heard of bone spurs. It's just the bone's reaction to any kind of irritation, right? Mm-hmm. And then these bone spurs now grow. And they're not, they're not growing crazy, but they're growing just enough to start pinching on nerves. Mm-hmm. Because nerves pass through your spinal cord. Like So when you think about a vertebrae, there's a spinal cord that goes through the center of it. Mm-hmm. And it has little offshoots. Mm-hmm. And those are the little offshoots that when you now have a tiny little bone growth can now press on that nerve. So people talk about things like a sciatica, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sciatica really is just, you know, something, one of those nerves got pinched mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it now causes pain going down your leg. So you may have pain going down your leg, but it's really originating from your low back. Mm-hmm. So one of the causes, like we go back to, you know, what are the things that increase your risk for back pain strangely enough smoking is actually one of them i think we all know we shouldn't smoke yes Mm -hmm. so we all know we shouldn't smoke let's add this to the list of reasons why you shouldn't smoke so smoking Mm -hmm. is one Mm -hmm. of course being you know not being active right because you're not active then it's very easy to lose your core muscle strength right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so when you talk about binge walking netflix which i'll put up my hand right now yes me too me too yeah, Bridgerton. we all have to kind of get off the couch, right? Mm-hmm. And start strengthening our core. Otherwise, 
discs become pancakes, right? You know, so strengthening our core muscles will be one thing that we can help to minimize just that compression on our discs. So, and that also then goes back to our weight, right? So we talked about smoking, we talk about our weight. So being heavy, overweight, um, does also put more pressure on the back, right? So again, kind of cutting down, losing at, looking at the diet, and increasing exercise helps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then of course, trauma, right? I had this um, 75 year old, very healthy woman, decide that because she has always been cleaning her roof from the leaves and everything, she was going to go back and do this. Oh, I gosh. opened my mouth, I, you know exactly, right? You know what's going to happen next, right? Of course, she falls off the ladder oh. because her footing, right? But she lived to tell the story, so you know, Thank goodness for that. But when I said, I said, you know, I said, I said, let's not do that again. She said, you don't need to tell me. So I think as we get older, even though our minds are young and agile, right? They said, those are the kind of things that he that is down needs fear no fall. So when you're older, in your 70s, some things should be delegated to other people, right? Climbing up ladders and that kind of thing. It's just high risk because we're just not as flexible, as nimble as we are. Yes. When she was 20, if she was going to slip off that ladder, she probably would have had good reflexes to to make, to minimize the fall, right? Mm-hmm. But at 70, our reflexes are much are less intact. And so we're more likely to fall. So situations oh. that are going to increase our risk, we want to try to minimize that. So I would say prevention is better. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to chime in there. I think when it comes to tree cutting, I think that is an area best left for the experts because uh, especially like you mentioned, as we age, you know, we, we might lose balance and um, we're not aware of balance and more predisposition to falls. And then a tree branch can just sort of move very quickly. And in trying to avoid it, um, you know, person can end up falling and getting quite seriously uh, injured. So I think when it comes to cutting of trees, I think it's a good idea to call the specialist for that one. At, uh, at the very least, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> because, like, you know, so I, you know, I think people feel a little bit like, oh, they're being um, marginalized, right? Oh, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm, you know, I, they're, they're concerned that they're losing their independence, right? Mm-hmm. I've been doing this thing for the last 15 years. Why can't I do it now? Well, um, if you do do it and, you know, and you do fall, then maybe it, it subtracts, it takes away from the things that you are doing. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then, you know, all the walks that you're going for, the things you are enjoying now, you now get that gets taken away from you because now you've injured your back. Right. Okay. So. So, so I want to put like a visual on because I, I, I'm kind of a visual person. And so yes. when you talked about the, you know, the, um, the vertebrae, the bones, um, and then the spine coming down with the branches, I kind of visualize the spine like a tree with branches. And those branches are now the nerves. And then I kind of visualize, you know, when you talk about the disc, it's like a, it it looks like a donut almost. It's almost like a, almost like a shock absorber. Yes. Um, It almost, it it helps Mm -hmm. like a tire, right? Like, so it helps without that, you know, the the spine will really be stiff. It won't be able to move. So it's almost like um, the way you get into a car and you have airbags that yes. kind of protect so um the the discs are kind of like airbags 
for yes. the vertebrae that help yes. with the movement and also protect um, against injury. And so yes. if they become flattened, um, yes. like you mentioned, if they become flattened like a pancake, then that that um, buffer is no longer there and then people are more uh, predisposed to injuries. Did I exactly. did I describe that? That's perfect. <laughs> you did a perfect job. You did a perfect job. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you talked about smoking um, affecting the uh, the spine and predisposing to back pain. Um, yeah. We talked about um, the weight also, yeah. and we talked about um, the lack of exercise and uh, so what sort of exercise do you recommend that would strengthen back muscles so anything that strengthens our core right Mm -hmm. um so everything from even like sit-ups to even doing weights so when i when we want to mention weights right people think oh they have to do like you know deadlifts and things like that but no we're even talking about small weights that you know so our abdomen our abdominal muscles are part of our core muscles as well as those muscles at the back so everything from you know anything that involves strengthening your core strengthens your back muscles okay 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 that that's really good to know i think also i mean the 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 one thing you know sometimes i hear is uh, people who are sedentary so most of the time they are sitting down they're not used to exercise then all of a sudden they want to go to the gym so they go from zero to 100 and then they come back with injuries and that's the problem because if you're going to start exercise and you're not used to exercising you really need to go slow you can't go to the gym and start lifting huge weights um and that's 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 the one thing that a lot of people don't realize they just jump right into it and they really do a little uh some damage because their the, the body is not conditioned, uh, their muscles yeah. are not conditioned, they're not used to that intensity of exercise. Yeah. So I think also going slow with exercise regimens and even utilizing personal trainers or gym instructors to create uh, personalized uh, programs for exercise. Yeah. So, you know, I totally, I, you know, I, I think just to reiterate what you're saying, Gazi, right, is that, you know, we, I think you can't get up from being sedentary, like even people who exercise all the time, they kind of warm up, right? They warm up before they get into their sessions, right? So, I mean, I think people who haven't been exercising just want to say, hey, I want to check this exercise thing off my to-do list, right? But that's really not their attitude. I think the mindset has to be, hey, this is more of a marathon. So it's more of a gradual program that I'm going to incorporate into my life slowly over time. So it now becomes a habit, right? Mm-hmm. But if you go in there very intense, like, you know, you're driven, you're determined, this is January 1st, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm going to change my life today, right? Um, and you go in that weapon of aggression, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all well for the mentor. But when you get there, you need to kind of slow down mm-hmm. and do things so that you don't get hurt. So that January 10th, you're still involved in this thing, right? So right. it's kind of a slow. I totally agree with the idea of mm-hmm. getting a trainer mm-hmm. and there's somebody to show you the ropes, right? right? Mm-hmm. And and then don't get peer pressured. You know, mm-hmm. there are people in there that are lifting heavy. Just can't lift yours. And you know, if that is your goal to eventually lift heavy, then you will get there. Mm-hmm. But don't get hurt in the process. So slow and steady wins the race, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. 
All right, so let's go back to the causes of uh, back pain and uh, what we can do about uh, the low back pain. We're talking about low back pain today. Um, we know the back is uh, extends all the way from the neck down, but today we're focusing just on the low back pain. Yeah, so I, mean, I think the most common things um, that cause it is really more just wear and tear in the discs that we talked about. But there are other things, you know, there's obviously things like injury. If you've had an injury that may, over time, so it may be even small injuries. You lift something, it hurts one time, it goes away, then something else happens and just kind of adds up over time, mm-hmm. right? Um, so even the kind of job that you do. So it's interesting, you can say, either being too sedentary mm-hmm. or being overly, you know, so living hefty heavy lifting because again mm-hmm. you have a shock absorber in the in the in the spine mm-hmm. but if you're living thin, lifting things the wrong way right so mm-hmm. you're bending at the hips to lift things mm-hmm. um instead of bending at your knees mm-hmm. you are more likely to again cause some injury to your shock absorbers right so things like lifestyle what is it if you're too sedentary then your muscles you have no support mm-hmm. and then if you're lifting things the wrong way heavy mm-hmm. lifting the wrong mm-hmm. way that can also increase your risk for injury of course, there are other kinds of conditions, you know, that I treat, the autoimmune conditions that can cause inflammation in the back. But those are not as common. The most common things is back strain, um, either from um, posture-related issues. So if you're, almost so many people are working at the desk job these days, right? So posture over time, again, wears down that your shock absorber and it doesn't allow you to have good tension in your core and so also makes you more prone to injuries and more prone to back pain and back strain. Okay, so the core really acts as a sort of support to the back. So you need your core muscles because they help protect the back from injury. And um, to reduce impact on the knee, on the on the low back, I'm sorry, while, while lifting, to reduce impact on the low back, then one really should bend at the knees instead of bending at the hip. Right. Okay. Okay. And um, I'm going to ask you about um, briefly, just for the benefit of the general audience listening, if you could just give a brief definition about what autoimmune disease is, because I know you mentioned it a couple of times, and we may have speakers on here who don't understand what autoimmune means. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So autoimmune diseases are conditions where the immune system Mm -hmm. um, goes amok. So our immune system, our immune system is really supposed to protect us, and it's supposed to fight enemies, both foreign and domestic. Okay. So foreign enemies will be things like infections, right? Those are foreign; they're trying to invade us, and we, the immune system, is there to be like your army and your military, right? And so it's supposed to fight and prevent infections from taking over. Domestic enemies are things like um, cancers. Right, so cancers, yeah, so cancers, you know, come in and they try to destroy, and then again, you have kind of your military saying, Hey, this is a bunch of wayward riffraffs, let's get rid of them, kind of thing, right? Right, so then, so your immune system is supposed to do that, right? So, under normal is doing that, but when you have an autoimmune disease, is when the immune system now goes kind of crazy, mm-hmm. and in that case, it now starts to shoot and attack normal cells. So autoimmune diseases are these where the immune system has kind of gone 
off with the off the rails and it starts to attack normal cells. So those are what autoimmune diseases are. And then we have different categories um, based on you know their presentation and the organs. And so I spent basically most of my time treating those kind of conditions. But there's one condition specifically that can affect the back. That's why I brought it up. It's called ankylosing spondylitis. It's a big we like long complicated sounding names. We can just call it AS for short, right? So ankylosing spondylitis or AS causes back pain and causes inflammation. So the immune system is attacking the spine and it causes inflammation there. And those typically starts off in the 20s and that's the kind of back pain that people say, hey, you know what? Anytime I lie down, it starts to bother me because inflammation tends to accumulate when you're being immobile. But once I'm active, so those are the kind of people that say, if I don't play tennis before I go to bed, there's going to be problems, right? <laughs> so they always want to kind of keep active, minimize the inflammation before. And they also do things like they don't sleep more than five, six hours. Because if I try to have one of those, I'm lying in bed on Sunday till 10, 10, 10 o'clock in the morning, there's going to be so much inflammation accumulated that they start to feel uncomfortable. But that's not that common, right? It's common in my world, but really most people will have more of kind of the disc, do not wear and tear changes in the spine. That would be kind of probably about 80% of cases. Okay. And is that is this wear and tear something that occurs more with aging as people get older or um just more because we 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 see younger young people with this disc wear and tear also is this just really overused or the kind of work that people are doing put a strain on the back or what's going on you know i i think that with us being more active too well one we're living longer right Mm -hmm. and so yeah so there is just that and there's also the repetitive activity right Um, Mm and we're we're living longer we're also more active right so many people are involved in sporting activities you know there's the um uh the soccer kick where you do the um you do the bicycle kick and you can land on your back you know those kind of things which you know when you're 17 you wake up you just get up and you're like ah no big deal Mm -hmm. um but that is gonna is you're probably going to realize that it did contribute to kind of chronic back pain as you get older, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people that have conditions where as as young adults or even as children, they may have back pain. If you have a curvature to your spine, obviously then your your tires, your donuts are now going to be compressed in a way that they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Right? So different, you know, so different abnormalities where the, the spine is curved in the wrong way, mm-hmm. which one can be born with that. Um, that is something else that can make people more prone to having back pain when they're younger. Mm-hmm. And so that's scoliosis, the coverage of the yes, spine. Mm-hmm. The coverage of the spine is exactly. Scoliosis, okay. Yeah. All right. This is brilliant. A lot of uh, really good content. Um, I think people are really going to benefit. So, I mean, what else do we need to know in terms of, I think yeah. in terms of tackling some of yeah. these issues with the yeah. back how how can I mean, people solve some of these issues yeah. with low back yeah okay. so you know i the good news right is that um most back pain even though we talked about donuts and and and, and pancakes mm-hmm. um most back pain good pan is treatable with a lot of lifestyle modification, right? Um, so even things like when the back pain starts, you know, using ice and heat. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have an acute back pain. So back pain just started. So mm-hmm. applications of ice to painful areas on the back can help to reduce the pain and inflammation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then after a few days can change to heat Mm -hmm. and all that increases blood flow and imagine increasing blood flow actually increases healing Mm -hmm. so those are benign things that you can do Mm -hmm. um if things are not getting better maybe a good idea to just kind of check in with your doctor right okay um your doctor may recommend something like physical therapy which is going back to strengthening you know keeping the spine in good alignment also helps to relieve the back pain Mm -hmm. they actually study that looked at massage therapy i've always been looking for reasons to go for massage (laughs) but apparently massage (laughs) massage therapy can also apparently help um, with improving back pain, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just over comfort. So I think things to know is, you know, I think most back pains would resolve with can this, you know, moderate, um, you know, change in lifestyle. Um, your doctor may also prescribe some pain medications, things like anti-inflammatory medicine, so ibuprofen, Aleve, Naposin, those kind of things um, that your doctor may prescribe. Now, if things don't get better, then your doctor may say, hey, I'm going to go do some imaging studies. So they may look at things like x-rays and you know scans, um, whether it's MRI and CT scan, just to really get a picture of what's going on. They want to make sure that, you know, um, you know if it is wear and tear, just how bad is it? Mm-hmm. And so those are things that doctor, your doctor may do. But typically after, you know, they've tried the conservative things, physical therapy, ice cold, massage, heat, that kind of thing. And I think also um, there's something important. Also, I think um, the red flags. So yeah, we probably oh, yeah. should talk about the red flags yeah, because yeah. sometimes yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we kind of talked about you know causes of back pain that are not um, that are you know that are kind of most common things. But there are other things that can cause back pain, right? So unfortunately, things like cancers can cause back pain um, and they cause back pain most of the time because they, those, um, you know, the bad cells are kind of cancer cells are moving into the bones and then one has back pain. So that is usually back pain that's associated with other things. You're not feeling well, you're having night sweats, weight loss, you're resting and the pain is not going away, that kind of thing. Sometimes it's due to um, you know, something really pinching or really Im- impacting your spinal cord in which you may notice that, hey, I'm not really able to urinate or even move my bowels like I should. Um, sometimes there's, you know, pain that goes down both legs or you're having trouble walking. Um, so those would be more alarm symptoms. Sometimes you have blood in your urine mm-hmm. and it's actually because you have a kidney stone, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes kidney stones can cause that. So weight loss night sweats kind of numbness around your um it's called saddle anesthesia so saddle anesthesia would be imagine you're sitting on a horse Mm -hmm. the part of your pelvis that basically contacts the horse Mm -hmm. saddle Mm -hmm. gets numb Mm -hmm. right if you're having those kind of symptoms those would be alarm symptoms those ones i would say don't go to get massage you need to see your doctor immediately Mm -hmm. so that um they can be identified and treated appropriately right right yeah, I think so because I mean, you, you know, there's so much back pain, and you know, but those alarm signs are very important to take note of because they need immediate medical attention. So, what you mentioned, the the um, this what they call the saddle anesthesia, um, then you know, not being able to walk or not able to uh, pass urine. Um, so, those are some of the. Um, alarm signs 
And I, you know, I think if back pain is persisting and it's getting worse and not responding to just say, you know, over-the-counter medication, Tylenol, or, um, then definitely medical attention should be sought immediately. Um, yeah, I mean, really great content. Um, a lot of uh, information that you shared today. Um, I wanted to ask you also, you said you're a board certified rheumatologist. So for the benefit of the audience, what, what exactly is a rheumatologist and uh, what does it entail? You know, what does the training entail? Tell us a bit okay. more. Okay, so a rheumatologist is usually a very happy physician because they yes. love what they do. <laughs> but, uh, so a rheumatologist, a rheumatologist is one who, um, after doing a resident internal medicine residency, which is a three year, then you spend an extra couple of years or longer if you so desire um, to study the immune system. So we kind of talked a little bit about what an autoimmune disease is. Um, so a rheumatology is a study of the immune system. So we studied the autoimmune diseases, things like rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, things like ankylosing spondylitis. Um, we study arthritis. So we're also known as arthritis doctors. So osteoarthritis, which is wear and tear in the joints, um, things like gout, um, which is one of my favorite things to treat, um, pseudogout. Basically, most people present to us because they're having either joint pain or it's been identified that their immune system is not acting quite right. right and so um yeah so i think that's pretty much the kind of conditions that we treat and um i've just i think i've been so lucky um to have selected this um subspecialty because i absolutely love it yes i think it's a great field i mean we certainly utilize um, rheumatologists a lot we refer patients to rheumatologists um, I mean, the good thing, you know, if, if your patient doesn't need surgery and ha is having a uh, bone and joint problem or an autoimmune problem, then yes, you're going to send your patient to a rheumatologist and uh, the value they bring is really immense. You know, sometimes in the clinic, you'll be doing all these tests like ANA and then they'll come out and your next thing, okay, you have to go see a rheumatologist because you guys really dig down and you really help us find what is going on. And uh, I really appreciate you. Um, I thank you so much for taking time out to give this talk. Um, I, I really appreciate this. Um, you shared a lot of good content, uh, a lot of um, pearls. You shared a lot of pearls. So if you had to give us two take home points uh, regarding low back pain, um, what would they be? Um, I think one, I think, you know, um, for, a, for a lot of people that have um, over the years kind of been um, not really taking a proactive um, approach to um, exercise, um, they may have been able to get away with, you know, when they were, you know, when they were younger, they had to walk to certain things. As they become older and more affluent, maybe they have a vehicle now, right? So you're not walking and you're not doing the things that you had to do when you were younger that kept you fit. So, um, as we get older, we now, it now has to be actually a conscious effort. We now have to take time for self-care. Mm -hmm. And self-care includes exercise. Mm -hmm. And so with exercise and keeping our body, our, our, our weight under control, we minimize back pain, mm -hmm. right? 
So I would say that, you know, one is exercise. So exercise does not have to be intense to begin with, but just start. Just start, take the first few steps. Start and then pay attention to what you eat because it is it is exercise and diet. But diet more than exercise, that's important because if you keep your weight under control, then there's less pressure that your low back has to see and it's less likely to wear down your shock absorbers. Got it, got it, got it. Thank you so much. This this is really great. I really appreciate your time, Irene. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much. And then for your listeners, my name again is Dr. Aminola Dada. I'm a rheumatologist at Overlake Arthritis and Osteoporosis Center. If you are in the Bellevue, Seattle area, come to our clinic if we can help you with any autoimmune disease or rheumatologic condition or arthritis or joint pain that you may have and our goal is to help you preserve and improve your joint function so that you can live an active life uh, you can also find me at drarinola.dada on linkedin perfect so um yep you can find Dr. Dada on LinkedIn. You can also find her in Seattle. And if you need any back consultations, reach out to her. She's amazing. She's absolutely wonderful, beautiful person. And thanks again so much, Ari. I God, really I had appreciate a it. Because <laughs> I had a wonderful time. Thank you so, so, so very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Bye. Okay, bye.